Welcome to Discovering Spirit Within, and thank you for joining us today. I am Rev. Deborah Phillips, your host for this Spiritual Life Center podcast, which is dedicated to helping people discover and activate their personal relationship with the divine. Welcome to another edition of Discovering Spirit Within, and I'm here today with Cameron Lawson. Cameron is uh, my, uh, my editor. I sit here and I talk with people and then send it over to him, and he he takes out all of the, the bumps and the scrapes. But Cameron and I are also considerably different in age, and I wanted to talk to you today, Cameron, um, about how you view pure spirituality from your generational viewpoint, um, differently than I do. And first of all, I want to say welcome and thank you for doing this. Yeah, thanks, Deborah. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Uh, I had an interesting conversation with um, someone yesterday. Now, first of all, you know, we know that there's this conversation about how churches that house older people are on the brink of, of you know, how are they going to survive because oh, the yeah. younger generations... <laughs> aren't necessarily interested in going and sitting in church every Sunday. And I was talking about this to a man in a store that I was buying some furniture, and he's got to be in his 30s. Now, you're early, early, early 20s, right? I'm actually going to be 20 in, I guess, a couple weeks. I'm okay. 19 right now. Okay. And I, but I was talking to him and I said, you know, we're, we are as a, as a, a church, like, how do we talk to younger people? And of course, everybody's picking on the millennials who are getting to be in their thirties, but how do we talk to this generation about spirituality? And I said, we have to do it differently. And he said, yes. And you need to make it, th- make us think it's our idea. <laughs> And I thought I wanted to throw that at you and see if your generation, because you're not a millennial, you're a whatever it is that they have to name generations after that. You know, where do you come in on this whole spirituality thing? Um, well, uh, I was about to say obviously, but I guess it's not obvious. Um, I've been brought up in Unity my whole life because my dad went to uh, Unity um, and uh, my mom's also super into it. Um, I've just been exposed to it in general and I sometimes, you know, take that for granted. Um, but it's really nice to have. Um, I know from my perspective, I spent a lot of time in high school in YOU, Youth of Unity. Um, and that's just in general been a great experience, but it is, uh, I have noticed, I I agree with you. There has been a little bit of a difference, like a, almost a splitting off between all the people going to the regular sanctuary services and the, you know, YOU youth group, because, they're honestly so different, you know, the service you go, you sit and you take in a, an elaborate presentation. Um, and the youth group, you, it's all about talking and expressing yourselves and learning to open up. And a, a lot of times it's really more about, you know, finding yourself than specifically, you know, unity concepts or all this stuff. Um, it's all woven together though. Um, but that's, that's a really interesting thing. Um, I, you know, I've thought about a lot too. So, you know, I, w- I would think uh, from what I'm, I'm hearing and, uh, uh, and thinking about is that this idea of getting together in groups and sharing and, and exploring things yourself, that th- I don't think that's just a unity thing. I think that's the way young people are simply operating this day. I know you these, these days, I know that you had said uh, when we talked about doing this, that you find that you don't really talk about spirituality with your friends all that much. It's just kind of part of you. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I was 
always like really cautious about it from a or I don't know about always, but from a younger age, I started to become aware of, you know, you have all these different people, you have different viewpoints and they sometimes clash. And I find myself in this weird middle ground where I'm not like a devout Christian fully. And while at the same time, um, you know, I'm not like the, you know, the argument, what's it, the um, people or to go between agnostic and atheist for the, uh, you know, if there's a pumpkin pie rotating in the universe there might be but until i see it i don't believe it you know and it's like the funny well okay um and only recently i think i'm seeing everybody my age I, we're we're all we all just graduated high school i guess that's a couple years ago wow time flies um but I, i'm seeing everybody my age really go through a, a lot of growth right now and find themselves and it's really kind of interesting to allow myself to open up and have these conversations uh, to, you know, explore these things that I didn't really look at as much before. Um, do you think the pandemic, um, asking everybody to pull back in has had any effect on, or any has contributed to this, um, people in your age group really exploring? I mean, it's natural to be doing it at your age anyway, but, um, having, having been forced to pull back and not be as social, I wonder if that has had any effect. You know, that's a really good question. Um, I haven't seen it personally, but that just might be my group of people. Like we're generally, I generally am more out in the country where I have fewer friends and we don't, you know, aren't in the high, you know, uh, party, like, you know, not party, but you know, um, high risk COVID stuff. So our lives haven't changed as much. Um, but I, I, I see what you're saying, though. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I haven't personally. Well, it sounds to me that that one of the things that's happening is we have older people. Now, there's there's a generation of people that are in their 80s and they're older than I am. Um, and they were these the supporters of churches. And then my generation is some, but not as much. And then the generation behind me is not. And then, you know, it just keeps it with each generation, there's less and less support. But um, it, it seems like there's a lot less desire to just go sit and be fed. You know, that's one right, of the things right. that we hear in churches, whether it's ours or other ones. It's like, I just go to get fed spiritually. And, um, and it's a passive thing. As right. I'm going to go sit and you're going to talk to me and you're going to give me music and then I'm going to be fed and I'm going to go off. Well, it sounds like your, your, your generation wants to participate. Yeah. It's really, I mean, yeah, we come from the, the, the traditional church model as you go in and you take in the, the service and you learn something from it. And I, and I was kind of the weird, uh, odd duckling when I was younger, I liked going to the service and I thought that because I was too young for the youth group at the time where we were going, I wanted to go to the service because I got something from the message and the youth group I didn't really like as much. And as I got older, I got into it. Um, but that is, I've, I've, my dad and I, like he's the sponsor for YOU at, at you know, at Spiritual Life Center. Um, and we've been really talking about um, this difference, you know, like, all, yeah, all the, all the YOUers, um, just in unity, you know, they aren't all going to the services. Like a lot of them are going and doing their lives um, just because they haven't ever felt the need to sit and be passive. It's all about talking to each other and stirring the pot of, you know, and, and, and um, learning things from each other. 
Um, it's an interesting shift, and I think, you know, I think it potentially has applied. I, it's, it, I think it's been happening for a little while, uh, and it's it's really good that we're aware of it, you know. Um, so we can, you know, we can talk about this, and I and I really like how um, actually, so you know, Spiritual Life Center has um, what I've noticed about SLC is all the um, different groups and stuff, which I I guess I guess other unities have those. But I, I felt like that's a YOU-like thing that, of course, you know, I'd like it to be more, like, it'd be cool if people in my age group went to them, you know. Um, yeah. Well, and of course, you know, we would love to have more groups that are more young people in the groups. But um, it's interesting, is not, not every Unity Church has as many small groups as we are unusual that way. Right. And um, the, the Unity Church I started in had absolutely, they had classes for, for um, credit, they had Sunday service, and they had the prayer group, and that was it. And people kept saying, let's do something social. And the minister said, sure, if you want to do it, go. But he was not going to play. And, <laughs> um, you know, we have, I don't know, like 10, 15, all these different uh, groups, of, you know, going on. And, of course... We tend to be an older, older crowd. So then there's all of you in your 20s, like, do you want to go hang out with us? And so it's, you know, that that transition into um, um, how do we how do we keep it all going? And how do we we serve people in, in your age group? Um, the interesting part is, of course, is I don't like to go sit in, in, a, in a church service. If I can't be <laughs> active and part of it, I don't want to go just sit. So I'm an I'm an anomaly anyway, <laughs> uh, because my my spiritual connection is by participating, which is I think what you guys are saying in your own way, right? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I think honestly it comes down to it's kind of this weird catch twenty two or something. Like it comes down to community. You go where like the reason I liked. Um, You is because if you go there and of all the community of all the all the all the other kids like you and it's such a and the big thing is that it's an accepting just fully un- unconditionally loving environment where you learn so much about yourself and about spirituality and you know and and at church it's the same way um but the the community thing you know um and I th- it's, it's funny it's like really it's like really I just it's people like me who are in the community need to be reaching out and pulling in more people it's really interesting because it's like i don't think it's something that one person has to do you know it's like you know you just you just hang out with the 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 people you like you know okay so i'm going to i'm going to ask you a question is how do you define spirituality and what's or more specifically what's the difference for you between religion and spirituality oh um <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting question. Uh, I I've actually been posed that question before. I think it was I was literally like fourteen in Hey Why Are You, um, um, and the question that came up. I think I think the de- definition I heard was that religion is more about worshiping and spirituality was more about um, or maybe worshiping might be a slightly specific word, but you know more about the the religions more about the. Uh, I guess worshiping, we'll go with that word for now, even if it's imprecise. And spirituality maybe is more about being in the flow and connected. Um, I think, I don't know, it was a long time ago. 
Um, what do you think about that? <laughs> well, it's time somebody asked you again and asked you to think about it. For me, religion is more about the uh, the structure and the rules. Right. No. Yeah, and and uh, uh, my 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 Thursday morning group has gone round and round with about the word worship because there are people <laughs> who are really kind of allergic to that idea of worshiping something outside themselves. Right. Um, and, and maybe that's the other part is for me, religion, if we're talking about it is something external in spirituality is the internal. Um, hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, because when I talk with people who are, um, who consider them spiritual themselves spiritual as opposed to religious, this is, you know, it's like, I know that there's something more, there's something, you know, bigger or more than me. And yet I don't feel separate from it. Right. Yeah, I, I, I've thought about that a lot. Like there's been the different, like there's the differentiation of the idea that God is something bigger but separate than you. And you're like this separate, you know, that's the, you know, I think the more traditional um, says. And then there's the other idea, the progressive idea. Like we have all the, like we, you know, modified the prayer for protection in our services, whereas the light of God surrounds me. I am the light of God the love of God, you know, et cetera, which is focusing on the, on God being within. Um, and it's interesting. I like to balance the two. Like you just said, I really liked how you said that because to me, God is something way bigger, um, than just myself, but that doesn't mean it isn't within me. I, I, I guess the analogy I like to use is like the, um, like a, a water molecule in the ocean. You know, that's what I, that's how I like to think of it. Like this big flow of molecules moving around, and you can tap into that and, um, and you know, and grow from that. And, you know, kind of like Star Wars, you know, <laughs> if you want to get all geeky. <laughs> I think James, he always says, uh, he's been using uh, the force as a word for God for a long time. And <laughs> um, I like, to, I like to pat myself on the back and tell me, tell myself I caused that because I used that, I think, in a <laughs> little talk. And as will see, it's probably not true, but you know. Oh, it probably actually is. He picks up, <laughs> he, yeah, he listens and he picks up things and then he, you know, he uses them because he knows that we have to be relevant. And, um, <laughs> and also it's like, you know, you can talk about God in five different ways and people are going to hear that probably in a hundred different ways. Right. Right. And, um. <laughs> You know, that's why there's so many books and things out there is that um, we all hear it differently. Or you go back and you you read a book or you listen to a, to a talk or something and you hear it and then you go back and you hear it again. And all of a sudden, that's a completely different talk, even though they were the same <laughs> words. Yeah. And um, so, yes, he's he has been using the force a lot. And, um, you know, we know that there's a lot of people who are, again, allergic to the word God because it has yeah. such that that male bearded dude in the sky floating on a cloud. Yeah. It's an association from, uh, I guess, I guess probably a lot of people that just have that. I mean, and there's, I guess there's nothing wrong with that. Um, just, just, but you know, um, I've never been allergic to it because I read the, my parents, I think I forget what it was. We had like two different like kids Bibles, but they were so basic. There was, it was very like the stuff I learned from them were, I can't even remember what they were. They're just the basic forms with colored pictures and stuff. And as a result, I never had a problem with the word God and all that. And then only as I got older, did I start to become aware of the different, I almost want to say politics of it. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. Yeah. But of course you, you've grown up in a teaching. I mean, you've never known a different, you know, teaching. You haven't gone hung, hung out with, with the religions <laughs> that, that base everything on, on sin and, you know, you've have to be redeemed and, um, you know, and I've known some people who've grown up in this teaching and then gotten far away from it, um, in terms of participating. And then at some point they come back and they start to use it again. Um, mm. part of it is, is because the kind of thing that we teach is, um, it takes a lot of, it takes time and effort. You know, one of the hardest things to do is to ask somebody to take what we, what do we do? We, we ask people to take responsibility for their own lives, Right and for their own actions. Right. And that's a lot harder than, than asking someone <laughs> to save them or, you know, yeah. I mean, and so we ask, we don't ask people to not drink and not smoke. We don't tell them what to do, but we do ask them to take responsibility for their lives. Right. Um, but you've grown up thinking that way. And so it's not, it's, you know, you've got a lot of people who are in their 40s, 50s, and 60s are trying to unlearn a lot of stuff. And it's not that you're going to have a perfect life, but you have this foundation. Yeah, I, I take it for granted sometimes, you know, but it's 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 interesting, yeah. I'm uh, guessing the more you get out into the world, the less you'll take it for granted because you'll start seeing what the world is like. Yeah, especially once you get into deeper conversations, once you're out of middle school, you know, and you start having actual deep conversations about how all this, how just how, you, how to live your life, you know, yeah. um, how to handle... Uh, you know, taking responsibility because that I think of most, it seems like most religions have that or most forms of spirituality have that, but they approach it in their own different ways. Um, you know, in different ways of feeling and whatever. And it's, and it's interesting to be getting into that. Well, you know, I, I had this idea in my head and I've, I've watched it become like totally not true. Um, is I, I was thinking, sort of thinking along the lines of as you know kids would come up through this the, the Sunday Sunday uh, you know uh, kids church and then up through YOU and then eventually just sort of come and blend in and, and start coming to service you know at a certain age hmm. and that is just not happening no it's, and it's... I, I actually think it's kind of cool because I think churches can get calcified huh like uh, you mean like like it becoming like an echo chamber kind of thing or well or just frozen. And just oh. so this is a, there, there, there's a, there's a joke that's not really a joke. You do one, uh, do something in a church, you do it one time, and then the next time it's like, well, we've always done it that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and so it can really just freeze and be. This is this is how we do it. We've always done it this way. We can't change anything. And right. so with this fresh breeze wafting through, uh, which is also making people have to really think about how we're going to do church and you know reverend james is really looking at that he says there's some somebody on the on the internet now who has a thing on saturdays that he calls it unchurch and he's getting a lot of followers young followers yeah right it's it's associated with the that's interesting it's associated with church but it's like just by saying unchurch it's like it's church but different (laughs) which is essentially what like I, I like to think of of us as sometimes, but that's not in the branding, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but you know, we're. I mean, every organization, 
and I don't think it's just I don't think it's just churches. I mean, there's all kinds of organizations that young people were used to be in. Um, there's Masonic organizations and all kinds of things that that you know young people just don't join the way they used to. Um, I think there's more of a I don't know. I, well, I mean, I know that you're an introvert, so it's not more social. I think it's more more of inter interconnection that you all want. Does that make right. sense? Okay. Yeah. No, I, that totally makes sense. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know exactly. I, th I think it has to do with the community thing. And I'm just trying to, I can't, I can't pinpoint because I don't go back that far. I can't pinpoint when that probably started changing um, because I know, so my grandma, I, I forget what background she had. It was, it was, you know, a fairly traditional background. And she decided she wanted something different and discovered Courses of Miracles and all that stuff. And she was she is the pinnacle of my family being in unity. And it's just been a really big thing. And as a result, my um, all three of her kids, you went through through YOU and and all that. And my dad continued going. And that's the reason I'm in unity. Um, and it's funny, my dad said... Uh, he said it like the like with all the other churches there's a there's an expectation to stay and be part of the community like that's the that's part of the religion is to stay within and, and they stay really um intact and and you know and it, it's a very and there's a lot of family regard family uh stuff involved uh which i think unity also has sometimes too but it's not stressed because it's not religiously needed um, it's nice to cultivate though, but, but, but anyway, what I was going to say is, is my dad has said like, yeah, well, the thing is with like unity, if you put your kids through it, they learn like how all these concepts and then they don't need the church anymore <laughs> when they graduate because they can just go live their lives and, and it's embedded and they don't have to come back because they don't, they don't need it. Um, you know? Yeah, I mean, if 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 those of us in the church are doing our our job right, we probably would should be working our way out of a job. Um. Right? It's, isn't that funny? <laughs> it's like a self destructive. You know, you really should be like the well. You have to stay in the church, or bad stuff will happen. You know. <laughs> Yeah, well, and of course, we don't say that. And of course, at, at right. Spiritual Life Center, and I know this is probably sounding like an ad for the church, and it's not. We This is just <laughs> the, the group we hang out with, is that, I mean, right now during the pandemic, um, what we're hearing from people more than anything is that they want the interconnection. Right. Um, you know, so like we're doing a, a virtual uh, a Zoom courtyard on Sundays because people just want to see each other because they are mm -hmm. very much a community. And the spirituality is part of it. But that's not the only reason they're there, and that right. I, that, that I, I'm guessing I'm what I'm hearing from you in your own your generation's own way. It is, you know, those of you who are connected spiritually, uh, but you're not looking for each other. You're not looking for everybody to be the same. I think that's the other difference is your generation doesn't seem to see as much difference among people as older generations do. Yeah. Um. I, yeah, I think it's really interesting to like have like there's there's this preconceived notion from I guess older generations. I don't typically pinpoint it on one, but you know where people are different and they're their own segregated, and you don't kind of some you don't talk about this stuff because they wouldn't understand or they're not part of. And and it's interesting as a kid to talk to other other. I just thinking back to several years ago, other kids of that, um, you know, of different sectors, but discovering hey you can actually talk about this stuff and 
and there's the open-mindedness to it and uh and that kind of brings it back to i have to remind myself or i don't have to as much now but it's like it's nice to keep an open mind to say hey you know i have an open mind someone else might have an open mind too why not be open to this open mind thing and talk candidly about this stuff in a non uh aggre- or a non uh offensive uh, i don't know what the word is confrontational maybe non-confrontational way yeah yeah and and just share ideas and they say, hey, if we have different ideas and we want to do our own thing, that's perfectly okay, you know? Yeah, because I see changes in so many different areas that um, um, I always have to laugh because, you know, people people kind of like to rag on the baby boomers now, but we were the people who were saying, oh, heck no to all kinds of things when we were your age. <laughs> and um, honestly, there's a lot of things that are going on that we have now that are because we pushed back and said no. And then Mm. I'm not sure what happened to my generation. They got into their thirties or forties and then just turned into some of the most traditional people. (laughs) Um, it's, it's really kind of a weird thing to watch, but, um, you know, (laughs) you're, we're seeing so many people who don't want to go work inside a corporation anymore. They want to be entrepreneurs. They want to work from home. They want to do all of this, this stuff, which, I, I never liked being tied down to a job that was eight to five and I had to be in the building all day mm-hmm. either. I'm very much kind of, you know, uh, but it's interesting is that you are, you are, we change the emotional landscape. You're changing the, the, the whole landscape of the land in terms of how people work and how people interact with each other. And of course, all of this, uh, this uh, uh, technology lends itself to something as well. Right. Yeah, I that's that's the interesting thing is you can find out you can hear the words from any person in the world directly, any person with the internet access that is. Right. And it's not filtered and it doesn't need to be you know translated over because it, everybody has access to it. It's this even playing field, which is a blessing and a curse, you know. We can talk to everybody, but I think sometimes we, we might even get overwhelmed with information and just shut 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 ourselves down, too. Um, and, and at the same time, I think for me, like the COVID thing, uh, I think I'm taking the question on another little train ride again, but, um, but the COVID thing has really brought us to like together over, over, uh, virtual, you know, virtual connection. But I think there's also the actual physical and person connection, the human side, uh, (laughs) that, for me, I'm reminded to not take for granted, you know, like being able to hug somebody and talk to them in person or, you know, the thing, like if you need to have a serious conversation with somebody, uh, you know, talking to someone in person, even versus over the phone, just being able to see their facial expression and, or just pick up on that, that, I don't know, sixth sense. Um, and I, that's, I think that's really interesting to see all the different, uh, you know, people my age uh, exploring that and having different uh, approaches to that. I know some of my friends are like, this is great. I can just stay in my room. And I don't have to see people. Fantastic. You know, I can just text them when I want to or just close my thing. And there's others that are like, I have to get out. I can't do this any longer. Uh, and that's really interesting to stir the pot because I think that's where this spirituality like cultivating all this stuff or just community for that matter forget the spirituality part just the community um 
I think that's where it's been lacking is how to work with the modern, the, the tech side of things where everybody goes uh, and how to balance that and how to weave them together in a way where you get both. Um, I, I don't have the answer to this question. I, I try to get it every day a little bit more, but you know. <laughs> well, if we had answers to questions, we wouldn't be doing any of this. <laughs> That's true. I guess it'd kind of just be over. Oh, game over. Credits. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that I, I've just kind of wondered is when we're, when we go back out into the world again, um, the people who have been so glued to their phones, I wonder if they'll, <laughs> if they'll look up a little bit more and appreciate, you know, the interconnection. Because when it all comes down to it, we're really talking about spirituality. We're talking about connection, right? We're talking about right. how we are all interconnected. Right. That's what it's come down to. I mean, again, add for unity. I just like unity. I say it a lot. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, unity. It's the it's the word unity. It's about coming together. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 um, and being, being together in a way that, uh, you just respect and appreciate each other for who you are. And, um, I think that's actually a very deeply spiritual thing to be able to do, to, Mm. uh, just, you know, be with people and honor who they are and, uh, respect them and, you know, have conversations. And, um, I think it's really, really a cool thing that you talk about how you're all, you talk to each other about how you're trying to figure things out and, you know, see, see where life is taking you. And, uh, you're at one of those crossroads right now, the, the, tw- the early, you know, turning 20 <laughs> and what am I going to, what am I going to be when I grow up? And, um, I will tell you that some of us like me are still asking that question 50 something <laughs> years later. So, <laughs> Shoot, I um, don't I thought freak that was out over it... next year. I thought this was the year, and then it'd be figured out. Uh. And don't don't freak out if if you don't. I mean, of course, you you're, know, you are a musician as well, and you you compose, right? You 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 play, you compose, uh, you sing. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, I I dabble. I I really my weakest point is probably writing lyrics, um, because if I if I had that down, I'd probably be a solo touring musician by now. <laughs> no, no, maybe not. But you know. <laughs> That's my one spot. Like I can, like everything else is just, I, I've just gotten to the point where it's easy. It's like talking, you know, mm-hmm. um, except for the literal lyrics part of it, ironically. Um, uh, yeah. Forget how that ties into what we were saying, but. <laughs> but the whole music thing is a, is, a, is a spiritual connection as well, right? Yeah. It's, it's universal. And so, um, so you express your spirituality through your music. You express your spirituality through these converse, these deep conversations you have with people. Um, is there another way that you do it? Is there like a third way or are those your primary? Shoot. Well, um, it would be neat to have a third way to tie it all together. Let's see. Um, well, there's talking and there's music. There's There probably is a third way. I don't. Uh, I don't think, you have, can you think of anything? I mean, well, I, uh, after I asked the question, it's like, well, of course, meditation or being just having quiet time, which oh, is your, yeah. your which, which would be your, you know, your personal or inner spirituality. So, oh, I see. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, it's really interesting. Uh, I, I'm saying interesting a lot. I just like the word interesting. Uh, how, you know, with music, it's like my parents have pointed out when like with, with, you know, spiritual music or whatever, it's an interesting thing that it, 
I think it's a lot more compatible with everybody because it's music and you can appreciate the music part of it. And, and you listen to a song, you interpret, you interpret, um, the lyrics in so many different ways until you look it up and actually look at the, you know, lyric sheet. And it's a really, it taps into a different part of your brain. I think, I forget if John Merriman talked about this and I clicked in with me because my grandma also talked about this, how music ties the left and right side of your brain together. It use it's it's the only thing where you get both at once where as opposed you know left and right i forget which is which they do different things i think it's artistic and uh uh yeah like right logical. right brain is the artistic and left brain is the linear yeah um yeah and that's that's, that's a whole other thing it's like music's doing an interesting thing right now where it's all exploded and genres are no longer things and it's just like this big mixture um which kind of ties into the you know, I think where everything's at, it's like this big mixture of like, it's like something was stagnating and you had all this stuff and then you just took a, a spoon and then you're stirring it around and it's, it's this new blend of stew, you know? Yeah. We were talking, um, in my, my group a couple of weeks ago about how we describe spiritual energy Hmm. And how we are each unique, you know, we are each expressions of that spiritual divine energy. And what came out of my mouth, and this was not something I thought up, this something came out of my <laughs> mouth is like, okay, think about it. You've got music. There's just music out there. And then somebody takes some of it and it forms into a song or it forms wow. into an oh, yeah, instrumental yeah. piece. And so there's the music, the, the big music, and then you take bits of it. And you use it to make a, a you know, a, a song or a, a whatever you do with it. And I thought, what a great analogy for us being, you know, uh, we're we're part of the divine energy and we're an expression of it. We're each a little song, so to speak. I thought that was very cool. I appreciated Spirit bringing that in for me because it was a really <laughs> neat visual, visual way to think about it. Right. Yeah, I... That's a really interesting analogy because, yeah, with music, especially if you can improvise, um, which I, I'm really into, which, you know, you go up to a keyboard or, or whatever and you can just play a random melody on the spot. Something else I like to, sometimes I like to go up to the piano and play different chords, just mess around with it. Sometimes I miss a note and I play a different note than I meant to, but then I go with it to and it makes some new thing and then people listening going wow you're just making that up i'm like no i'm just playing wrong notes and then going with it <laughs> you know but it's it's not a logical thing i mean it, you can work with it logically but it's it's such a natural flowing thing and, and music you're playing in in time and it and it's happening at a steady rate it's not like you pause i mean you can but the i mean for me if i'm just playing i don't pause and think about it i just keep going as it comes and that's a really interesting analogy for life um, you know, like being in that same kind of space, maybe pulling from spirit and letting your intuition guide you. And, uh, and if you hit a wrong note, Hey, let's go with it. See where this path goes is otherwise you got to go backwards, stop the whole song, you know? And, and when it's life there, there ain't no stopping the song. We are still going forward anyway. It's like you and I have yeah. had all of these kind of little adventures in the last week. Um, <laughs> it's like I recorded I recorded a, a podcast by myself and, and sent it to Cameron and uh, 
He wrote back and he said, well, there's 24 minutes of nothing there. <laughs> it's like, well, read my mind. Uh, and uh, it's just kind of kind of been one of those those weeks of uh, lots of wrong notes. But it all turned out OK. And uh, you know, so the whole thing. So you 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 embellished on on that analogy was started. So thank you. We've got a whole analogy there that we should write right. up and, you know. Make millions off of or something. Yeah, it's the. <laughs> oh. Well, you know, Cameron, I really appreciate your taking the time to to talk with uh, us today. Um, I'm really interested in 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 talking more with you and maybe some of your friends about this 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 difference because I'm not. Uh, I'm not one of the traditionalists. None of my education, none of my education is traditional. My <laughs> ministerial training is not traditional. And so I really get where you're coming from. And at the same time, I like hanging out in church. And so it's, right. it's uh, yeah. So I, I find all of you uh, people in your generation very interesting. And the other thing is I want to really get away from naming generations, this whole thing of yeah, the millennials, millennials like, are this and the boomers are that, the whatever. I don't even know what you guys are called now. I, I don't uh, care. We're just we're just all in the flow, right? Right. It's just yeah. a flow. So um, thank you so much for taking time to talk with me today. And Cameron, I really have enjoyed um, visiting with you today. And I hope we can do this again and maybe expand this conversation about spirituality across the generations. Yeah, that sounds great. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening today. Discovering Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center. If you enjoyed our discussion and feel inspired to support us, you can go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And now, until we meet again, deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the son and daughter of peace to you, and may the joys of the world go with you.